We've got a message to proclaim, and we're going to be looking at freedom. Let me just read from uh, Luke chapter 4. Thank you. <laughs> Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 21. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up. And as was his custom, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he'd opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. We've been looking over the past few months at uh, our vision and values as a church. And we've got this little blue fly, uh, flyer. If you've not got one, grab one. And um, our vision, living in the presence and power and love of God. Our mission Embracing God's presence, we love to worship him, encountering God's power and enjoying God's love. And then we've been looking at the values, intimate worship, biblical truth, abiding presence, genuine love, last week, unconditional honor. And finishing off today with true freedom, living life to the full through healing, forgiveness and restoration. Here's a question for you. How many of you here want freedom? How many of you want to live in true freedom? Yeah. I mean, if you asked anybody, you're sure the answer is likely to be yes. But let me throw a little curveball out. And the curveball is this, that many Christians do not live the life to the full that Jesus has intended for them. I mean, we talk about freedom, we want freedom, but actually what we want doesn't always match what we mean and what we do and say. And the reason for this is essentially that true freedom, living life to the full, can only come about where there is healing, forgiveness, and restoration. I mean, these are not optional extras. These are not add-ons. So live life to the full. And then the add-on is healing, restoration, um, and forgiveness. This is all packaged up to life to the full. If we want to live life to the full, then we need to allow the Lord to deal with the hurts and pains that we all have as we live our lives together and as we live our lives throughout the years. This week, um, I had some healing myself, some ministry myself. And it was really helpful, but very, very powerful. And really it came about because these last few years, and I, and I know the way that, um, I suppose that COVID has affected us all in different ways, 
mentally, emotionally, physically, and all of those things. I, I have seen a pattern in myself, especially the last few years, where a pressure, if I feel that I'm really under pressure or something has happened that kind of squeezes me, um, it's, it's almost as if I'm gasping for breath. You know, what you might see, a bit like the swan, is the head above water, but the kicking frantically underneath. But actually what's happened is, uh, is uh, it's almost like there's something that um, I've been gasping for air. And uh, talking to Heather, and it's amazing to have a prophetic wife, um, she says, I think there's a root there, and the root is probably, in, uh, or not probably, she said the root is uh, uh, boarding school. And I went to boarding school at age 10, actually a little bit before I was 10, uh, all the way through. And as you can imagine, a number of things happened uh, while I was there. And so Heather says, I think the root is boarding school. And so what happened was that I, I kind of said, I, I, I set aside a time, I just kind of almost like cried before God. I said, what is going on? Why is these things happening when I'm feeling a particular pressure? And immediately what I saw was a video clip of something that happened to me when I was at school. Uh, I don't know whether you've had that. You know, when you've asked God, sometimes it's a word. This was almost as if I was standing in front of a screen and this video clip happened. And I, I wasn't going to share, but Heather was just saying it may be helpful to explain uh, for us all um, these kind of things. I was age 13. Uh, our year group was very, very badly and systematically bullied by two years above. I mean, extreme, extreme stuff. But one of the things that happened to me was I was woken up one night with a pillow being shoved in my face. Literally one of these heavy pillows. Um, I'm okay. I, I, the reason I wasn't going to say it, because I don't want sympathy. Uh, you know, don't feel sorry for me. Uh, I'm alive. I'm well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it may be helpful for some of you, and, and I kind of sense it will be. But anyway, this pillow was shoved in my face. A couple of guys, two, uh, two years older than me, on like pushing pressure uh, my, around my throat. I could not breathe, and I was gasping for air. And uh, eventually, whether I wriggled free or whatever, um, all I remember was this pillow going smack over my head, them running out, and you're spending the next kind of five minutes just, you know, what has happened, coming around. And that happened twice. And it, um, and it kind of, the Holy Spirit showed me that picture. I mean, that happened 43 years ago. And he showed me this clip. And I was able to contact the person. Uh, the wonderful thing of Zoom is uh, there's a ministry in America. And I contacted this wonderful lady, Suzanne. And I was just sharing this stuff. And she led me through ministry. And had the most amazing and powerful time of healing. But here's the question. Why would something that happened 43 years ago an experience that I've not thought of, I mean, probably for 42 years. <laughs> you know, an experience that was deeply buried in my, my psyche, my being, surface all these years later because of something I'm experiencing today. Why would the Holy Spirit allow me to go back all that time in order to bring healing to such a time as this? You see, the only answer I can give is the Father knows me better than I know myself. He knows 
my heart. He knows the state of my being. He knows everything about me. Just read Psalm 139, and it's the same for you. He knows absolutely everything about you. Your thoughts, your deepest desires, your deepest pains, all of those things that are buried deep within you. He knows absolutely everything. And he knows what we need. And he knows how to bring healing at the right timing. His timing is perfect. And so when he spoke that word through Heather, through the prophetic word, when he gave me that revelation, it, it was literally, I, I mean, I don't often see this. It was so vivid. And when I went through the ministry, it was like I was there. It literally was an incredible thing to go through. That led to another layer of healing, forgiveness, and restoration in walking the life that he has for me. Life in all its fullness. And you see, this is his grace and this is his faithfulness. And it's the same for all of us. He knows what we go through. He knows the deep hurts and pains that he carries. And he wants us to walk in freedom. In true freedom. But there's a key. And the key is based on this verse. Today, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And I'll come back to that in a moment. Do you know we mentioned the word freedom, as I did uh, a bit earlier on, or true freedom. If you talked about it in cultural society and even Googled it, that's quite interesting, <laughs> Googling true freedom, um, we get a kind of a plethora of answers. You know, so many answers. But essentially, the answers are based on our right of freedom to or freedom from. Freedom to do whatever we want to do, however we want to do it, whenever we want to do that. The great autonomous rationale is my life, I'm going to live it my way. You've probably heard it said many times. Or freedom from, freedom from restraint or restriction, control, and even dogma, belief. But as we all know, we don't have absolute autonomy. The so-called free world that we grew up in and have grown it up in, it's not so free. And sooner or later, the very thing that we imagine will give us freedom actually becomes the source of power that holds us captive. And this is at every level, from personal addictions to national repression. People want true freedom, but we want it under our own conditions and control. And this is not God's way. The Bible is clear. There is only one place and one purpose in which we find freedom. And we've been singing about it today. And that is in Jesus. If the Son sets you free, you will be. John 8, 36. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And what we see in this passage in Luke is both the freedom that Jesus brings and he offers to us. As fulfilled in that amazing prophetic word spoken 700 years ago by Isaiah. But also the fulfillment of the freedom in our daily lives when we hear his voice speaking to us and when we respond in faith. And I just want to look at both. True freedom is found in Jesus. Jesus reveals here the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. You know, everything he did 
was in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. At the beginning of the, uh, Luke chapter 1, we're told that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit as he was led into the wilderness and tempted for the 40 days. And then in verse 14, we're told that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Everything he did was in accordance with the Father's will in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. John 5, 19, the Son only does what he sees his Father doing. And then he goes on to say, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. And then Paul writes in Corinth, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, well done. In other words, Jesus perfectly modeled what it was to be free and what it is to be free. Living in the Spirit, life in the Spirit, in accordance with the Father's will. And then we see the anointing of the Holy Spirit that comes upon him to preach the gospel to the poor. We have good news to preach. And I love, you know, part of the link with the rap was, you know, hearing that message, come on, let's get out and do it. Fools for Christ, we've got a message. Let's go and tell people in our neighborhood that Jesus is the one who sets us free. And what else does he do? He um, heals the brokenhearted. He is the one that brings healing and forgiveness and restoration. Have you ever struggled with forgiveness? Forgiving someone who's caused you hurt and harm? Yes, <laughs> I have. Need healing of the heart all the time. You know, I didn't realize, but there's a lot of layers, I think, still there that uh, I need healing for. But I imagine it's the same with all of us. And restoration, really restoring that in us so we can live life to the full. This is why Jesus came. And he came to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. He is the one that breaks the chains of addictions. And he is the one who opens our eyes so that we can see clearly. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Setting us free from fear and hatred and doubt and control. And to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I love that phrase because we almost imagine it's a certain time. But actually the, the acceptable year of the Lord is not a literal year. It's when Jesus comes and delivers and sets us free. And in his acceptable timing, in his perfect timing, he knows the right time to do that. True freedom is found in Jesus. And if we really want to be free, if we really want to live life in its fullness, we have to give our heart to him. There's no other place and no other person in which we find the freedom. He is the one who sets us free. But there's a key that he gives to us in this freedom. And his word being fulfilled in our hearing. His word being made whole, complete in our hearing. His word bringing healing and forgiveness, restoration in the acceptable year, the right time that he has for us. His word setting us free. And one of the things, just reflecting back on the last few weeks, is the way in my own testimony, that acceptable year, that perfect timing, I couldn't have planned, I couldn't have imagined, but he knew exactly the right time, and he spoke it. But I had to respond. 
I mean, it was as if he was saying, Phil, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. But I had to respond. You see, true freedom is found in Jesus, but true freedom is fulfilled in his word spoken to us when we respond to him in faith. And actually, there are two responses we can have to the word of God. God is always speaking to us. There are two responses we can have. Number one, hardness of heart. Or number two, openness of heart. And we see both in this passage in Luke. Hardness of heart, building up the walls, not allowing God's word to penetrate, to get through. Or openings of heart that leads us to the place of worship. In verses 14, we see when Jesus went into the Galilee region and he taught in the synagogues that the people welcomed him, what we read in verse 15, as he taught, he was being glorified by all. Doxology. There was a, just a delight and a praise and a wonder at what Jesus was bringing to these communities. But then in verses 16 onwards, we see the hardness of heart. In Nazareth, we see the people when Jesus releases this prophetic word that is speaking about his life and the freedom that he brings, we see their hardness of heart. First, a bit later on in the passage, they challenge his identity. Is this not Joseph's son, they say? In other words, who do you think you are saying these things in our presence? And then when he challenges that, verse 28, they're filled with anger at his words. They thrust him out of the synagogue. They take him to the edge of the cliff. They try to throw him over the cliff with the intention of killing him. And yet he slips away in their midst and goes about his business. But actually what they were doing was killing the word of God. Their hardness of heart was building walls up so God's word would not penetrate their lives. You see, we have two options. When God speaks, it's either we accept it or we reject it. Either we have an openness of heart or we harden our hearts. But the thing is, when God speaks, there's freedom. Every word that comes from his mouth, as Isaiah the prophet says, never returns to him void, but shall accomplish what he desires and prosper the thing for which he sent it. When God speaks, it's like freedom is in the atmosphere. When God speaks, it's like the light is shattering the darkness. When God speaks, the walls that are built up around our lives, it's like they're ready to be kind of, to crumble brick by brick. He just removes it. When God speaks, those, those chains that are built up are ready to be broken and cut off. His word sets us free. And as Jesus says to the devil in the, in the wilderness, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. But how we respond to when God speaks determines the extent of the fullness of life that we live. Let me just say it again. How we respond to when God speaks determines the extent of the fullness of life we live. So I want to encourage each one of us, even now, to be intentional about hearing God's voice. I know 
some of us struggle. We think, well, God doesn't speak to me. Yes, he does. Open his word and he speaks. Spend a little time with the Holy Spirit and he'll speak. Walk about his creation and he'll speak. You know, for the last week, he's been speaking to me through a little robin that just perched itself by the window of my office. Robin's are kind of prophetic pictures of hope and renewal and restoration. I love it. He's my friend. (laughs) And I know, you know, when we walk in creation, he speaks. He speaks through one another, even if the person doesn't realize what they're saying. God is speaking to us all the time. And what he wants for us is to hear his voice. And I want to encourage us. Ask him. Ask him right now. Lord, is there anything that's holding me back? Is there any reaction in me that's causing me to remain captive? Is there any habit that just holds me prisoner? Is there any part of my life where just not living life to the full. Maybe it's still holding on to unforgiveness. Lord, will you search me and know me and test my heart and lead me in the way of everlasting? And my sense is even now he's speaking. He's revealing. And if he's not now, he will be. And in his grace and faithfulness, when he gave me that kind of video clip, you can see him, I don't know how these things all the time, but you know, for me it was as much a shock uh, as Sammy doing that round <laughs> in the car. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting it. Let him speak. Let him show you. Because I know I'm not the only one who needs healing and needs to forgive a little bit more and needs restoration. And what you'll find is he'll highlight a little piece of your heart that's been broken. Probably because of an experience or a trauma, a tragedy. Maybe a little bit like me, at times you felt like you just cannot breathe, gasping for air. But if we ask him, he will speak. He'll stand in our midst and he'll say, today, Phil, Heather, Hamish, Sanna, Wendy, Scripture, my word, a revelation is fulfilled in your hearing. And he just needs the right response. So I realize I could have seen that video clip and just walked away. I could have seen it all and said, actually, no, not for now. And put it aside or even rejected it. You see, we have that option. Either to harden ourselves to what God wants to do or open our hearts to the healing he has for us. And let me finish with this, and it's not really in the notes, but I know through 
experience, some of us have shared this, that some experiences seem to be too painful to go to. One of the things that we can know with Jesus is the way that he understands us and who we are. And the acceptable year, in other words, the perfect timing for these things to happen. And he wants us to live in freedom. And actually, the more that we know that freedom, the freer we are to share what he's given us with those around us. True freedom is found in Jesus. We have to give him our heart. But that freedom is fulfilled as we listen to his voice and as we respond in faith, as we receive that gift of healing and walk that path that he has for us.